0: Welcome to The Fight with Teddy Atlas, presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by Boxing Hall of Famer and world-class friend, Teddy Atlas. Teddy, how you doing? Good,
1: Ken. Not as good as you. I haven't got my daily haircut yet but um you you look great you look great as always
0: i'm very insecure being on the camera makes me think man i gotta like do everything i can not to look terrible which is a full-time job no you you
1: would you would have to do everything you can to look terrible to to be honest you look great and uh nobody would ever ever know how insecure you are (laughs) except except that you just told them Yep. other than that they never know (laughs) But no, wow. you, you're you great, and um, you look great, and you have a great family, and hopefully everybody's happy and healthy, and they're letting you do this. They're, they're out of the house, quiet. Um, yep. You got a good family.
0: I'm the luckiest person in the world, honestly, truth be told, and I'm honored to be doing this with you. You're a great friend, and thank you for all the kind words. Well, it's
1: my pleasure. Let's
0: talk about boxing.
1: Let's, let's talk about a, a sport that's not always kind to you. Um, that's right but a sport that can be great and bring greatness out in people and from there i will i think that's a good segue for you to start
0: yep speaking of uh greatness let's talk about one of the greatest at any weight and that's vasily lomachenko rebounds with a huge win against the japanese fighter nakatani um I mean, it would be hard for Loma to look any better than he did against a come-forward, hard-punching Japanese fighter. I mean, Nakatani brings it. Uh, He gave Lopez all kinds of trouble, and I think Loma viewed it as an opportunity to get everyone's attention by dispatching um, Nakatani as quickly as he could and looking good against him, and he did just that. He put it on him, beat him up real good, stopped him. What would you think there? How would you think Loma looked?
1: Yeah, listen, I don't think he could look better. I mean I agree. That's the way you come back. I mean that's really the way you come back. And um he and I told Rob to get this up and I know Rob I have this up, but um he he was exactly what Arnold Schwarzenegger when Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie the first one The Terminator um that that famous line I mean i'm back i mean that's i'm back he he, lomachenko did it as good as arnold he did it as good as arnold maybe better than arnold because after all arnold was play acting (laughs) you know so it's a little easier um he's back to you know that famous line i'm back i'm back i'm back well uh loma has a little bit of a ukrainian accent and uh not an Austrian accent, but he he couldn't have made a more emphatic statement of being back. Um, he took him apart uh, piece by piece, vintage Lomachenko, what makes Lomachenko so great is he puts pressure on you at all times defensively and offensively not too many fighters can do that you know defensively where he's making you miss he frustrates you, he makes you feel pressure because you feel like you can't keep him off you he starts to uh, drain the oxygen from the room from the ring uh, you're missing him you just can't control him he, he becomes this force and then the offense comes too and so he you know you got to face both the pressure defensively that he applies and offensively that it sets up and the angles that he gives oh my god oh my god i, I mean it was just that to me beautiful. was one of the
0: highlights teddy just the way he would get off on an angle step around him he had him like he had the guy literally like guessing where was he it was like a magician in there oh i'm over here now i'm over just here just
1: beautiful just beautiful uh exactly ken and not only that but he used the angles to his advantage for different punches he get he get to he gets he made one move early where he got to the side and then it looked like he was going to hit him with the punch you would expect on that side and he hits him with the other hand oh boy oh boy and you know and then the way he finished. He he gets an angle again. He doesn't just land a punch like I always talk about. It's about having a setup. It's about having a delivery system. About being smart, you know, being able to land a punch. And boy was he smart. Boy is he technically solid. Boy is he difficult to deal with. Boy is he fun to watch. He when he's on, that's that he was on. And At the end, what does he do? He's thinking he's very cerebral as well as being athletic and all the other things that he's doing and technical. But what does he do? He gets a beautiful angle for the punch, and then he adapts himself. He adjusted himself because all night long he was popping the left hand. Not power, but he was popping the left hand, a straight left hand, where it it closed his opponent's eyes. You know, close Nakatini's Nacatini, eye uh, from from those left hands, uh, straight left hands, popping, popping, popping. But now it was time to close the show, and he knew it. And his father knew it in the corner, I'm sure. I'm sure he told him. And because his father's terrific, too. He's the professor there. And what does he do at the end? He positioned himself off an angle, to be in a more of a power position of a left hook, more of a power slot, you know, for the left hook rather than straight left hand. And what's he do? Even though he's a southpaw, he gets adjusted into that position for more of a left hook where he could generate more power to close the show. And he closed the show. He drops him and finishes him uh, with that punch off that angle all night long. Uh, just just mesmerizing spectacular uh he brought the curtain down uh, like you would on a broadway show you know where where everybody would get up and just applaud because there's nothing else to do uh but but to applaud uh what you're watching and and the magnificence of what you're watching and and what makes him so great and what makes anybody great at what they do is when they make it look easy when they That's do something right. so difficult ken and they make it look so easy <laughs> you know i would say to the young people don't try it at home you know don't try that at home <laughs> you know it, it, it's not as easy as it looks although you should be taught the right things like he's taught um but there's not a lot of teachers out there to do that to be quite frank uh just just tremendous tremendous and i i tell you If anybody doubts who he beat too, you know, because there's always doubters out there. There's always haters out there. Maybe, maybe two of the judges were haters. I don't know. I don't know how they gave a couple rounds to Nagatini, Nagatani. Nagatani was game all night. I I applaud him. Yeah. He's a tough guy. I applaud him for his gameness, but how, I don't know how judges, some judges gave him two rounds. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I never know what these judges I, I I never know. Uh, But from the beginning, it was a contest early on. It was a no contest pretty fast. But the thing he got worried about was the headbutt. And that's another thing. You talk about professionalism. Here he comes back, you know, in his biggest moment of his life. Really. I mean, I know winning the title and he's two-time Olympian gold medalist and he's a three-division champion. This arguably, Ken, was the biggest moment of his life because he was fighting for his legacy. He was fighting for his legacy, for his life. He really was. Because a lot of people had doubt about him after he lost to the very talented and young Teofimo Lopez, very talented and young. And and you know what, I want to take one second to send out there, I know he listens to our show and and we're blessed that so many people in boxing listen to our show and in MMA, and we are blessed and we're appreciative and, and we always are. And we understand that privilege. And we we, it means a lot. We we respect that. But I want to take time to wish him well and and send our prayers and thoughts because he he got COVID. He got the COVID virus, Teofimo, and he had to obviously they had to cancel his fight. And then from what I understand, Ken, they moved uh, the date that they changed back again, um, and I'm sure obviously it's related to him dealing with being sick with the covid so we just pray that he's that he's he's getting better and that he's going to of course he's going to win his fight with that virus um he's a fighter he's a champion So that's all. I wanted to take one minute to just send my thoughts and prayers to Teofimo Lopez, who I think is a terrific person. I know sometimes he's brash, he's young, but he beat maybe the best fighter in the world, and sometimes that can make you a little brash. Um, But also sometimes it can be just to kind of promote yourself. And you don't know a person until you know a person privately. And I got a chance to talk to to your female Lopez uh, not too long ago out in Vegas. Just happened to run. I was out there visiting my son and I just happened to run into him because he lives in the complex where my son does out in Vegas in a nice place there. And um, my son, of course, works for the Raiders. And we had a conversation, and all I can tell you out there, you you can make your decision on how you feel about him, how he represents himself, how he fights in the ring, all of that. But he's a terrific young man. He is. He's a smart. He's a smart, good young man, and I just hope he gets better. Enough said about that. Uh, back to Loma, uh, you know Loma. As I was saying, he first of all. From the beginning, it looked like a contest of Nakatani was Nakatani was looking to land the right hand, you know, from the orthodox position. He's tall, he's long. He's going to use his jab to set it up. Probably should have tried to fight long a little more, but he couldn't because Loma has an answer to that. He knows how to slip past the long punch and get in. So uh, there was nothing really he was capable of doing to handle Loma that night. There, there just wasn't. And he had all the heart in the world, but he was looking to land the right hand. Loma's looking to land the left. Loma won. <laughs> Loma won that contest. And and he, as I said, he was popping him with the left, and then at the end, he made an adjustment. He got one of those angles, and he said, let me turn it to a more of a left hook power punch and get this over with. And for people that, again... W- want to be haters out there and want to question Nakatani. Well, he's the first guy to go 12 rounds with Teofimo Lopez, who of course is the champion now, um, and a tremendous talent. Uh, so he's the first person to do that. And then he came off the floor to knock out Felix F- Fideo, who at the time was one of top ranks, top prospects and, and a former Olympian, uh, you know so and for Deo, look he's uh, he's a horrible i, I don't want to get into it but i guess if i mention his name i need to touch on that he's he's been accused of a, a, i i don't even want to talk about it. it's just a horrible crime a horrible crime obviously his career is over but uh he he was an Olympian he was a, a prospect for top rank that had a lot of uh you know promise for him and, and what's he do? He gets off the floor, Nakatani knocks him out. So he took apart a good fighter, a, a, a pretty good, solid fighter. And uh, boy, oh boy, I have to also say that, and we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Uh, and we're going to handle it by itself, that each fight deserves to be handled by themselves. But it, I'm going to say something nobody's going to expect out of my mouth him and the guy I'm about to mention remind me of each other a little bit that night. Tank Davis was a spectacular that night. They were on different networks. You know, you had to jump around if you're going to see them or you have to do that thing called taping or whatever they call it with that machine you have that does what's the name of that machine you uh devo 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 T-
0: Tivo. Oh, Back Tivo. In the day, Tivo, Tivo.
1: okay was... now we call it the dvr oh dvr dvr okay i i think i know what that is and uh <laughs> so i i drive my kids crazy switch me okay switching (laughs) you know i I can just imagine uh, i can just
0: imagine uh, nicole and elaine trying uh, to keep up uh, with all your switch me
1: (laughs) switch me back switch me over (laughs) you know beam me up scotty so i'm i'm all over the place so thank god i have a good family like you
0: and really thank god hey guys quick break to give a shout out to one of our newest sponsor and my new favorite cereal magic spoon you guys gotta check this stuff out i mean i used to love eating cereal but obviously as i'm getting old now i uh, don't eat as much junk food as i would do normally processed sugary food enter magic spoon to save the day for me but more importantly save the day for my kids because i used to not eat them much not i used to not let them eat sugary cereals but now i've got them on the magic spoon they can have as much as they want with zero sugar four net grams of carbs and 14 grams of protein in every serving It's almost too good to be true. Uh, Only 140 calories. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Try the variety pack, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. I love this stuff. If you go to magicspoon.com slash atlas, you can pick up the variety pack and get $5 off your first order. Again, magicspoon.com slash atlas for $5 off your first order on the variety pack check them out this stuff is really good guys also want to take a minute to give a shout out to privacy.com privacy.com let you buy things online or send money using a virtual card instead of having to use your real credit card or debit cards if you've ever had your credit card stole, number stolen, which I've had, had happen to me multiple times, it's inevitable when you're buying things online that someone's gonna get either hacking to your credit card number, but I've had it happen to me and it's a painful experience. Try privacy.com, it's free to use, it allows you to track all your online purchases in one place and you can get 1% cash back on all purchases with the pro service. If you'd like to give it a try, head over to privacy.com slash atlas and you'll automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase if you sign up now again free to use so check them out it's a great service and by signing up you're also helping the podcast head over to privacy.com slash atlas again a-t-l-a-s to try this free service and get five dollars to spend on your first purchase so
1: i think davis was spectacular we're gonna get into him when we talk about him but they reminded me a little bit of each other. I know I know tank's more explosive, punch, I get it. But man, oh man, you watch those fights and you tell me that they don't remind you of some of the things they do, how quick they can close a gap, how smart they are. Tank doesn't get enough credit for that. Loma does, but tank doesn't get nearly enough credit for that. How smart they are, how elusive they are, how oh my goodness, how they create openings. Very similar, except that tanks, you know, more of a natural puncher, but very similar. Oh God. God I I just since I touched on it that's another fight we're never going to see. I would love to see that fight. I would. I know. I'll
0: pay five hundred dollars uh, for pay per view to see uh, Tank uh, fight. Uh, Loma. Oh my God, Ken! I'm telling them right now, Leonard, are you listening, Leonard Ellerby? Five hundred dollars, <laughs> any price, make that fight, please. Yeah,
1: I mean, really, please. Ken, I think you're speaking. I know Loma will do it masses. probably for free. I think we're speaking to the masses now. That uh, I can't see anyone disagreeing out there. I mean, listen, I understand Tank Davis moved up to one forty. And maybe he needed to. He was struggling at 135. I don't know if he could make 135 for that kind of fight. I don't know. I don't know. But anymore. But if he could, um, because Loma's not going up, because he's already gone up three weight classes. He can't go up anymore. But if they could, wow. Wow that oh i anyway i i won't pay 500 but i'll go to ken's i'll pay for the flight (laughs) Uh, i'll call i'll pay for the flight to fly out to ken to watch it uh with ken um man oh man but anyway getting back to just pure loma uh he was he was he was just loma he was loma that that's loma uh, at his best and uh he was like the Terminator. You know, I, I talked about the, well, I'm back. Well, he also behaved and performed like the Terminator. Just didn't waste anything, you know, breaking the guy down, taking him apart, uh, piece by piece. Uh, and and there's one difference. I got to put this in there. Uh, that's why I make notes. I have 40 pages in front of me of notes. So I'm insane. I am. They call that insanity in some places. But I... Saw a difference in Loma. Yeah, the same elusiveness, the angles, all that stuff. But a little difference. Ken. tell me if you saw this too. He was more ferocious. He was more vicious. He was. He was. He was lazy. I know he's always, you know, there. I get it. That's his life. But he, Mike, there was a different Loma. I mean, again, he knew what was on the line. He knew that his legacy. I
0: think it was the best, as good as he's ever looked. I agree, but he. It was like killer from the well, that's, from that's the, the, jump. the killer he was see trying that's to the kill thing
1: him. i he, he's always great and he's always focused and he's always serious but this was a different loma and again there's a reason for it because everything he's done in the past was kind of up for sale yeah i hate to say it but the way people judge things nowadays you know he loses to Teofimo and then he comes back he this fight really everything was everything was on the line for him everything and that's why i saw a different loma i saw a more i'll use the same words a more ferocious um a more just a more vicious if that's proper to use in in this kind of way you know in a controlled way um just just a a, a more of a killer you know he killer instinct kind of guy uh you know he he was always a good finisher but Um, In the Campbell fight, he kind of let Campbell survive at the end. I thought he might have been able to finish him, uh, you know, and that was over across the pond with the people we love over there. Uh, But in this fight, he wasn't letting this guy survive. He wasn't letting him survive. You know, I've seen him in fights where his father and him, I think they say, hey, look, you got the fight in the bag. You know, don't get careless now. Be smart. Take it home. Just take it home. No, 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 not this time. This time was different. This time was different. I think they went there to make a statement, to make a statement, and to destroy somebody and to take somebody out in a smart way, the way they always do it. But to take somebody out, he he had that. You know, I hate to get corny and say I of the tiger, but you know, with the Rocky stuff the references. But let me tell you, he 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 had something different. Where like he he went in there. In a different way, like I'm gonna destroy this guy. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock this guy out. I'm gonna, uh, you know, take no prisoners tonight.
0: I think, that, I, I think that Loma, uh, the, the criticism on that, on that Lopez loss was that he started slow and he gave away some early rounds. And I almost feel like in this fight, he was like, you don't think I, I'm a fast starter? Watch this. Because he jumped on him right from the opening bell. And I, I think, think it was that,
1: his overall attitude that made him do that, though. Ken. Yeah. I really do. And, yeah. and one other thing. He reminded us. He reminded me. I used to say years ago, that when he first came around, that he had the best legs in boxing. He still has the best legs in boxing. He still has the best. Those dance lessons his father forced him to take when he was a young kid and he didn't like it. The Ukrainian yeah, dance. Yeah, he didn't like it too much. <laughs> well, they, yeah. they, 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 there was a reason for it. And they paid off pretty damn good. Pretty damn good for him. And he showed me once again, once again, that he has the best damn legs in boxing. He, he he really does. Uh, he did it all, and that's how he got those angles with those legs. You know, um, using those legs, those trained, developed legs, those those disciplined legs. Um,
0: spectacular. I think it was the best he's uh, as as good as he's ever looked with the legs. The way he was getting on those angles and cracking, like you said, from different ang- different punches, different hands nakatani couldn't like he, every time he would take a deep breath loma was on him from different angles doing different things that we very that we haven't seen too, too often from loma like just oh, it was awesome but one thing i wanted to mention you, you you mentioned about tank davis and we'll get into the whole fight in a minute but he was actually moving up two weight classes from 130 to 140 so f- to think i don't think he could make 130 again but at 135 to fight loma yeah. That's a super fight. That's a fight. Like I said, I think no. You that's could, a good point. That's you could charge point. anything for that fight. I mean, they're already charging seventy five dollars to see Tank fight Barrios. Okay, it ended up being a great fight, and Barrios was pretty good. But seventy five dollars and Lomas on ESPN Plus against Nakatani. I, if the the hardest thing I have the hardest time thing I have about rooting for Tank is this: just Ellerby and Mayweather just constantly chirping about him. Like, let the kids fighting talk for itself. It's like. Well, he talk, says for, himself. He does he talk
1: it. for himself pretty good oh, for, the other night. For oh, sure. Goodness.
0: But after, But in the build-up, you have Leonard Ellerby saying that Tank versus Josh Taylor is like, oh, it's not even worth doing. Uh, what does Taylor bring to the table? I'm like, oh, I don't know, five belts at 140? Like, all the belts? He's saying he's not a draw. Therefore, we're, we're not worried about Tank fighting the best fighters. We're worried about making him the biggest star. Whereas, by contrast... Well, we, by contrast, you have Lomachenko says they asked him about something about money, and he said, "What? Why are you talking to me about money? I don't care about money. I care about legacy and being great. I want to fight the best people available." And the problem is, I just don't think the best people want to get in there with them. He took a concession to fight Lopez. I don't think he has a chance in hell of getting a rematch with them. I, I just can't see them doing that before they move up to um, forty-seven. I don't know why they would fight Loma again, um, but if they did, I think that's I think fight listen, again. I
1: think. I think Bob is working on the father to make that fight. I think Bob, the father was there. I didn't hear what was going on because full, full disclosure, I turned the sound off. Um, And so I didn't listen to any of the commentary. Uh, I want to be able to just focus on a fight in my own thoughts of what I'm seeing and not really be distracted or influenced by any others so i could do this show for the people out there in the way that i want to do the show and i hopefully the way that they expect me to do the show so i didn't have the volume on but obviously i saw teofimo's father there there's a reason why his father was there and then you know his father is a bit of a character I think that that's fair to say and you know he he's done a great job with his son uh, but you know he's i i saw when he said yeah you know like he was like he like he was worried uh if loma would win or not you know like he wanted loma to win like okay good good you know <laughs> I, I saw him do i i i i don't know what that was partly about or all about or a little bit not about i don't know but i know that he was making you think by doing that that he's working on a deal with Aram to get the rematch and like okay Loma won he did his part okay good good he's safe <laughs> he's there he's there for us to fight okay you know that's kind of the message he was trying to give you uh, so don't be so quick to think that that rematch can't be made or won't be made of course that's what Loma wants he wants that badly um, so listen it is it is about the money uh, too and and to the credit of Teo Fimo and his people they get, they're getting tremendous money in that uh thriller. uh you know the fight was postponed, but the money that he's getting in that Triller fight is way above what that fight's worth so credit to the, you know uh, to what the market would be let's be honest yeah. uh for what the market would would bring for that fight it's way he's getting paid way above that uh and and listen. Good for him that he can get it. Like I always say, any fighter can't get enough money for me. Can't pay him enough because of the risk that they're putting on the line every time they get in that ring, where they can come out of that ring with less of themselves, and they often do. So good for them. Get as much money as you can, and um. But then after that, uh, I I, I would, I mean that would be uh, besides seeing Loma, I I would love to see Loma and Tank Davis, but. I love to see Tiofemo too uh, in a rematch. That would be that would be great too. So that's a possibility too. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll let you take us to uh, officially to the Tank Davis uh, fight.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that one. I just wanted to touch quickly on the co-main oh, on yeah. ESPN. We had Rob Rob Brant in against the undefeated Kazakh killer, and I'm going to butcher this name: Janabek Alam. Alam Alim Kanuli. Yeah, that's good uh, that, for me. That's great. You did it good, Alim. K- <laughs> Thank you. He uh, Rob Brant uh, in tough, and uh, man, the Kazakh really put it on him. Whew, he looked awesome, The young kid. Uh, I think he moves to nine and I'll check that. But what'd you see in the fight while I'm checking that? How? What'd you think? Listen, he looked. He he took him apart.
1: Uh, we we'll talk about Loma taking apart his guy. He Kanuli. Uh, uh, Alam Canooley? Yeah, Alam Canooley. Alam Canooley. Say that twenty times straight. Alam Alum Alam Canooley. Alam Canooley. He mo- yeah, Alan- He moves to ten and oh with six yeah, knockouts. Yeah, he's listen, he He just dominated that fight uh against Brent, who's a former world champion, former uh, WBA champion. Uh he didn't stay champion. 26-1 and one yeah. coming into the fight. Yeah. 18 and, knockouts. And, and listen, again, full disclosure, I said it earlier with the Loma fight, I didn't have the sound on, so but I know what I'm watching. And I see that they had McIntyre, uh, Crawford's terrific trainer, uh, in the corner. And that was must have been a little bit of a story because they kept going to him. Uh, but he wasn't able to help Grant because... Uh, his His foe Alan Canulli, uh was was just so solid, nothing flashy like I say, nothing neon talent, but just solid, always set to punch, and I would I would think I have no idea what the commentators were saying during this fight, but I know what I think they should have been saying, and, and maybe they were. Maybe they were saying, maybe the fans are going to say, Teddy, that's exactly what they said. I don't know. But there was only one thing to say for me, right from the beginning all the way through to the fight was stopped, was obviously that Alan Canooley was in charge, but more importantly, he was in charge because he was doing a tremendous job of timing. I'll say it again, timing. You want a, you, you want a lesson on Timing. Just watch him. He did a tremendous job of timing Brandt all night long. He was set. He was ready. While Brandt was wasting movement, you know, moving, doing things, he was set. He was timing him. He timed him with counters when he came in. And when Brandt went out, he timed him with left hands. And then when he stood still and got just waited and tried to figure it out, he timed him again, standing still. He timed him so much that Brant must have felt like a a wristwatch he 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 must have felt like a watch after a while because he got time to death <laughs> all night long and that's that's all it was about For, again i didn't hear the broadcast but i would be i'd be surprised if that's not what they talked about because they're smart guys and it it, it really it was just that's all it was about the other guy moving a little too much and trying to be whatever he was trying to be uh it didn't matter he he didn't stand a chance because this guy was set and every time Brandt made a move he got timed he got time when he went left he went time when he went right he (laughs) went time when he went straight when he went back when he went forward i mean he had a Alan Kamouli had a hell of a time that night, um, doing what he was doing. He was he was that he was just solid and he won the fight doing that. And and it goes again it goes again to my point that I make where it's not about the neon talents. He's not a real fast guy, he's not a flashy guy, he's not a guy that's got the flashy footwork or, you know, any flashy talent to say for one area. He's talented in being steady being dependable being calm he has good eyes good vision where he was able to see what he had to see to to be able to time brand the way he did um again no no not one department where you say hey he's got spectacular talent he's just a solid guy and that is talent that is talent being solid and um he was impressive, just just an impressive display of sharpshooting and timing uh, by him all night long.
0: Yeah, uh, towards the end, they were throwing it to the corner and looking at uh, um, Bomak because uh, they were waiting for him to stop the fight, which he eventually did. Um, but yeah, good, good, uh, good victory for um, the Kazakh fighter. We'll look curious to see where he goes from here, but he looked pretty damn good. Um, that brings us to the Tank Davis fight tank davis uh basically puts it on barrios it was a very competitive fight early on i mean i think through halfway it was pretty it looked pretty even barrios i think was giving him more trouble than he thought again tank moving up two weight classes for this fight but in the end tanks just too much too strong too powerful the knockdowns at the end i think he knocked him down three times in that last round finally stopping him with a vicious body punch tank looked awesome tank looked exactly the way we expected him to look uh i think the fight was competitive enough that he's getting those step-up fights where he's getting slightly better competition maybe a little slower than some people would like in terms of the step-ups but again moving up two weight classes and getting the win stoppage congratulations to tank and the team um would you like
1: everything he was tremendous just like I love Loma I love Tank Davis that night he was tremendous and it was a coming out party for a lot of the well for a lot of the uneducated and I'm not knocking anyone but uh for a lot of the people that didn't know how good he was fill up that might have thought that Tank Davis is just a walking, strong guy, a good puncher. No, he's a lot more than that. He's a lot more than that. He's he showed that he's he's a he's a well-rounded, skilled fighter uh, that knows knows how to fight and knows how to fight in a lot of dimensions. Uh, just like Loma, he's elusive. Just like Loma, he makes you miss. and creates opening. Just like Loma, he's explosive. He's a bigger puncher than Loma. More of a natural puncher than Loma, but. He's a guy that sets up clean shots, uh, like Loma does, and he's a guy that closes the gap. Uh, uh, not too many people can close the gap that quick on a guy goes zero to sixty like like a sports car. I mean, he 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 closes that gap, and Loma closed that gap on on his opponent, and this is exactly what Tank did on Barrios when it was that's how he scored that first knockdown with the right hook he closed that gap with that right hook so fast so quick he reminded me of a young Pacquiao Pacquiao used to do that where where he could where he could run red lights and where he could get away with it, where he could just close the gap. You leave a little open, whop, he's right on you, pop, right on you before you have a chance to blink an eye, before you have a chance to uh, react. And Loma did, does the same thing, uh, and and that's exactly what Tank did, and he doesn't get enough credit for that. And he he, I'm gonna make sure he gets the credit for it on this show because he earned it, he deserves it. <laughs> uh, he can counter punch, he could go walk you down. Uh, he can do a lot of things. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to knock no one, but I'm trying to tell the truth. And if that gets into, if if people get in the way of the truth, then they then they that's what happens. They get in the way of it, and they become a little bit of collateral damage. I I really I I could give uh I could give uh I could give two dawns uh at this I I never did in my life really care about you know. Uh, I, I try to be a gentleman. I try to be respectful all the time, all the time. But I also think that at the end of the day, it's not about being on offense. fence. It's not about howling for your meals like I think a lot of broadcasters do. Or it's about, you know, uh, making a promoter happy or, or, or you know, filling an agenda so you survive your job and you keep your job. I, I think it's about giving the audience the truth really i think it's about giving your audience the truth and letting let the cards fall where they may as long as you do that and so i'm listening to a broadcast i got there a little late because i was jumping from loma so i got there a little late after maybe four rounds whatever it was i forget and so i'm catching up and 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 uh and the scorers they have uh they got them you know they got them way behind. And I'm watching, and I say, oh, wow, he's way behind. And now listen, Barrios looked good. Barrios was trying to fight the fight he needed to. On the outside, use his length, use his height, you know, uh, use his jab to, to, you know, to set up. And, and get full extension on his punches where he wouldn't be in a danger zone of, of tank to shorter man, uh, and of his power and then take a step back and keep that distance where now maybe you create, you create counter opportunities. You, you basically do what I used to always say, uh, Make the guy walk through a bad neighborhood and then try to mug him. That's that's what you try to do when you're a taller guy fighting a guy like Tank Davis. And he was trying to do that. And Barrios had great heart and and great you know great focus. And he was he was prepared really well. And he was he was he was fighting a good fight. It was like it was a great fight. I mean, I'm talking a lot about Davis because he was so. I, I want people to know a lot of. A lot of people thought he was just a, a a bull in a china shop. You're so wrong. You're so wrong, if that's what you thought. He's a complete fighter. But this was just a great fight. It was Ali Frazier. I mean, really, it was Ali Frazier uh, in some ways. It was, you know, I mean, nothing quite replaces Ali Frazier. I get it. But, I mean, Barrios was Ali. And, of course, Tank Davis was Frazier coming in and looking to get to where he had to get to. But doing it so well. And so I hear the broadcasters at first. I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's a one-sided fight. And then I watch it for about 10 seconds, maybe 20 seconds, you know, whatever. And I watch it for a short period. And right away, right away, I say to myself, Ken, there's only one man in charge of this fight. I mean, I know Barrios is, is boxing well, as I said. But the guy that I felt right away that was in charge was a guy named tank davis that he knew what he was doing he knew exactly what he needed to do he was slipping punches he was looking to create holes for clean shots he wasn't charging. He wasn't leaping. He wasn't getting frustrated. He knew exactly what he was trying to do. Uh, the only thing he could have done maybe a little more was use his jab, but when he used his jab, he, he did it magnificently. It was accurate. It was, it was effective because that's what you want to do with a tall guy that's looking to keep you off with a jab. Take his jab away. Take his jab away. And Tank did that when he used it. Maybe he could have used it a little more. I'm not being critical. I'm just being honest. Maybe. Maybe. But it's hard. It's hard to be critical at all because he got an A+. plus. How do you critical when a guy gets an A+, plus on my report card? And Loma's the same thing. If I was critical about Loma at all, and he gets an A+, plus, at all, maybe he could have went to the body a little more. Maybe. Maybe. But he was hitting the head so much he didn't have to. He didn't have to put water in the basement. But Tank put water in the basement. His... His instincts were right. Everything was right. He knew when it was time to go to the body after he scored the knockdown later in the fight. Then he, what's he do? He knows he's got an opponent. That's staying away from him. He knows Barrios trying to stay outside. Uh, so what's he do? He goes down to the place that doesn't move, the body. And he puts some water in the basement and he drops him. Beautiful time shot. Sits in the pocket, calm. Real calm. And as Barrios is throwing he rolls at the same time. What? He, he lands the left hand, takes the air right out of the sails. Oh, oh, just, just beautiful. Not because of the power, not because of the result. Because, and, you know, because he hurt the guy. Because of the way he did it because of the way he did it. That's what was so magnificent about both Lomachenko and Davis that night, where it wasn't the results that they got, it wasn't that they, that they won, it wasn't that they knocked out their opponents, it was the way they did it. They did it like great fighters do it, like good, like fighters that know what the hell they're doing. Special fighters with special gifts, with special developed talents, they did it that way. They did it that way. Oh, they took the opponents apart. And again, I'm 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 hearing. I come in a little late, and I'm hearing a comment. Uh, and I look at the scorecard, and I see that they got you know that they got uh Tank Davis way down. I'm like, oh wow, oh huh, okay. And I'm watching. I'm saying, wait a minute, this this ain't jiving with what I'm seeing. It's just not jiving with it. Maybe I missed. Okay, whatever. But it's as it goes on. I'm watching. I'm saying. This isn't a one-sided fight. This is a fight where it's very close. And I, and I feel that no matter who's winning, even if Davis is down a, a, a slight bit because I missed the first couple rounds, a few rounds, but Davis, again, is in control. Davis is the guy that I had no doubt after watching 20 seconds, really, Ken, I had no doubt. I know it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, but I'm not. I'm not. I never have been. You got to trust me. Hopefully, my reputation means something, and it helps me in those areas. I, I looked for a short period of time, and I saw one guy going to win this fight, and it was going to be Davis, and he was going to win by knockout. He was going to hurt him because that's what he was looking to do, and he knew how to do it. He knew how to freaking do it. He had a wonderful fight plan, and he had the talent and the technique, the teaching to do it. I, I gotta mention this too. Mayweather has done a tremendous job. Like him, hate him. It doesn't matter. Mayweather has done a tremendous job with this kid. He he found this kid. He developed this kid from the beginning. And he he made this kid a world champion. Uh, he brought this kid along beautifully. Uh, I don't know how much he had to do with his teaching and training in the gym. It looks like he he had something to do with it, to be honest, because the way he slips punches, the way he, he, he's a counterpuncher. I know people are going to say, are you crazy, Teddy? Mayweather's a counterpuncher. Tank Davis is a seek and destroy guy. Uh, he does that, but he's a counterpuncher. He's an aggressive counterpuncher. Like Mike Tyson was an aggressive counterpuncher. He make you miss and he gets you. That's counterpunching. Whether you're coming forward or going backwards or staying and still. That's freaking counterpunching for you guys out there that don't know that. That's counterpunching. And Davis, Davis has the look of a guy that was helped uh, in the gym too by Mayweather in in those areas. Um, He, again, Mayweather and his guys, they've done a, really, they, They've done a great job of managing, developing this kid. They really have, and and you can see the kid's trying to clean up his image. Uh, by the way, he gave the post fight, which I I give someone credit, him credit, people credit, because you should do that. He did the right thing. He was talking, he was talking, uh, in a in a much better way, in a much more controlled, um, uh, uh, just just in a in a way that made sense to be talking. If you want to promote yourself, if you want to get out there, if you want people to follow you, uh. Because you have the talent part. Uh, obviously, he's been he's he's made mistakes, and he's done some things that that aren't so great that we've seen uh, that that have been out there um, with him. Uh, and but you could also see that he's trying to clean that up uh, with his interview, the way he approached it, again the way he handled it, the way. He, and I saw that, and I appreciated that he was trying to do that, and I think it's smart. But I. I I came here to give credit to two fighters today, Lomachenko and Tank Davis, the credit that they deserve uh, for being uh, special and why they're special, and for Tank Davis in this case being more than just a good puncher, more than just a a strong guy, a physical guy, a short guy, uh, you know, a bull of a guy, no, he's much more than that, Uh, if he's a bull, he's a the smartest boy I ever saw. And you know, he uh he he's he did a tremendous tremendous job with another undefeated fighter, Barrios. I know I know Barrios hasn't been in there with the greatest uh, fighters in the world or the greatest competition in the world, but uh Barrios knows what he's doing and he showed that, especially for most of the fight, uh he showed that and, and Davis knew what he was doing and it was and he showed that. Uh, he he did a he did a tremendous job.
0: Yeah. So, Tank, if you had your druthers, who would you prefer to see Tank in with next? If you had the three the following three choices: Devin Haney, Lomachenko, Ryan Garcia.
1: Lomachenko. I mean, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I mean, it's 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 the it's the mad bomber it's the bomber even though he's a smart bomber i just said that but it's the bomber uh against uh the the bomb squad that has to that has to uh take apart that bomb uh, has to uh has to disarm that bomb it's the it's the bomber versus the bomb squad the disarming team that gets sent out by squat uh to disarm bombs you know can can loma disarm this bomber can he disarm him he's disarmed other bombers he has he, he he's disarmed other great punches uh in, in his record in his past, getting to those three titles, getting to that reputation of pound for pound uh the best in the world, you know he he's done that. Can he do it with this guy who's not just a bomber but an undefeated champion, and he's done it with undefeated champions, but can he do it with an undefeated champion who's everything I just said he was who who's similar to Loma? in a lot of ways, in in cerebral ways, in talent ways, in explosive ways of closing a gap, you know, of making you miss, of being elusive, of making adjustments. Oh, it it really, it, it would be Loma with his ability to disarm a puncher, trying to disarm this puncher at the same time trying to dominate him with his own arsenal, his own offense, in a way that doesn't get him in trouble. Because you can't make a mistake with a puncher like Davis. And it would it would be tremendous theater. It really would. And I don't wanna see it a couple of years from now when, when Loma's too old. I wanna yeah. see it now, if we're gonna ever see it. But you're not, you're not. No. Because of what I scream about on this show, honestly that that you have the different promoters, uh, you know, you don't have a national commission, you don't have a czar, you don't have a Dana White saying who's going to fight who uh, for the sake of the sport, for the sake of the fans. You don't have that. You don't have it. You don't have it. Uh, you have these power promoters. There's three or four of them in the world. That's it. That's it. And, and they're going to control their little piece of property with their sugar daddies, the network that, that gives them the money and keeps their guys undefeated so they can tell their sugar daddies, see, see, see? He's undefeated. See how great he is. See how great I am. Uh, See? And, you know, and they don't care about anything else. So they're not going to go across the street. Uh, you know, PBC and 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 Aram are not gonna get together and and top rank, uh, and and make that happen, it, it's not gonna happen. So, you you're not gonna, it's just another great fight, you know, add it to the list. Just, you know, Spence <laughs> and Crawford's not the only one, just add it to the list, add it to Can the list. Can you imagine that on.
0: Spence and Crawford fights a fight we're never gonna see? And I'm afraid this is the same thing here with Tank and Loma, but maybe we get that because of the affiliations, maybe we get Loma Lopez too. Maybe. And maybe we yeah, get Ryan maybe. Garcia and Devin Haney both with the zone. Maybe. That would be a great fight, too. Well, Ryan this-
1: Garcia got to get back in the saddle. He got to get back. Yeah. To, you, know, he, you know, he had his moment where he took off. Okay. You know, God bless him. Uh, we, we want him to be okay mentally. We want him to be healthy. We want him to be happy. We want him to be right uh so he took his time off he did the right thing for himself we would have to say uh understanding that whatever that was that he that he needed time off because of whatever he was dealing with from an emotional mental standpoint uh but now now that he's back and and we pray that he's okay and he wouldn't he wouldn't be back if he wasn't. We have to say, right? So now that he's back and he's saying he's back, and he, uh, that we want to see him in there with meaningful fights. You know, he yep. he had his big fight with Campbell. Uh, that was a that was a big one. Uh, but now we want to see we want to see him take that next step. You know, I know he's a young kid. They're all young. Tank's young. He's young. Uh, Devin Haney's uh, young. Haney is young. Uh, yep. They all are. They're young and talented. But we want to see him fight more meaningful fights now than they had been. So, uh, yeah, it was, i tell you, it was just, it was terrific uh, seeing what he did. Uh, he Davis, you know, with everything that I just said about him, with all the accolades that I just threw at him, and then threw at Loma, too. They're very similar, like I said. They have good vision, um very good eyes. Him and Loma. You can't do those things if you don't see those things. You have to have that kind of special vision. Calm in the storm. Uh, kind of like uh, Tom Brady or Joe Montana or Peyton Manning. You know, that they see the whole field. They see everything that other people don't see. And that's what Davis and that's what Loma do. They see the whole field. They see things that other people don't see. And... uh and they're able to execute at a higher level because of that. Uh, it was uh, it was terrific. It was two terrific fights, really was. Uh, I'm glad that they were at least spaced far enough apart. You know, by accident, whatever. I don't know. Sometimes these promoters they try to go up against each other, so you have to make a decision which one you're going to make. They don't care. You know, they don't even care. They they do it. It's that old thing like uh, they they bite off their nose to spite their face. They, they Really, they don't care. They don't care. They just put on the same and the fans too bad. But in this case you got a little lucky because you could actually, you missed a little bit, like I said, of Tank if you watch Loma first, but you could wind up seeing both.
0: Yep. Every time I think And one about-
1: other thing I gotta say, another reason why the people have the image of Tank Davis, I think, um, to not giving him enough credit for being a complete fighter he is, is they see how short he is, they see how punch, obviously the power, and they hear his name. They hear his name. Tank. Oh, he's Tank. Oh, he's Tank. He's just a tank. No, he's a lot more. If he is just a tank, he's a damn good tank. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a damn good tank uh, yeah. and
0: a smart tank. I was gonna say every time I think about events going head to head, I think about the UFC and um, going up against Canelo and Kovalev and and, and Oscar having to um, when when Canelo was still with Oscar having to um, having to capitulate to the UFC and make the fighters wait almost an hour and a half in the locker room to get the uh, UFC crowd over after they watched their uh, UFC pay per view. Never. Hey, I gotta
1: say something. Yeah. I gotta do one other thing, Ken. I I hate to do it. But I you know what I mean, I hate to do it. My back is hurting. Maybe that's why my back's hurting, because uh it's trying to keep me from doing it. <laughs> but I'm gonna persevere, right? And I'm gonna I, I hate to do it. I, I know I know that it's gonna make some of my favorite people uh, literally choke on their crumpets uh, <laughs> as I do this. I don't know what time it is. I know they're ahead of us. So maybe we'll get lucky when uh, when this comes out. Uh, it'll be past breakfast and tea time. Uh, I'm not sure, but if... Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, because it might be at tea time with my the people I love across the pond in, in England, uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, but I have to do it. I have to say what I believe. And... Uh, Put your crumpets down for a minute because I do not want to be the, the reason that I hear somebody choked on their <laughs> crumpet and had a serious problem. I don't want that. I don't want that. So put the crumpet down. Take a sip of tea. Relax for one second. Make sure you're sitting. And I think Tank Davis would beat Josh Taylor.
0: Oh! Whoa.
1: I just, oh, and I got nothing against Josh Taylor. He's a solid guy. He's a really solid, solid guy. Uh, He can do it all. He showed that. But he got hurt in the Ramirez fight. I know anybody could get hurt, but I think we kind of looked past it because then he wound up dropping Ramirez twice, so we forgot about it. But he got affected by Ramirez. He was in trouble in spots with Ramirez, and I just think that... If Ramirez could get him in trouble, and Ramirez is terrific. He's got all the heart and everything else, and I had picked him to win that fight. And I'm not mad because I was wrong. I give Josh all the credit, and I made trump crumpets because I was wrong. I made them. <laughs> I made them for my, for my beautiful friends over there across the pond. But I'm just saying what I believe, that Ramirez could hurt him, Tank can hurt him. Ramirez could get him in trouble. Tank could get him in trouble. And if Tank gets him in trouble, he's going to be in a lot more trouble, a lot more trouble than he is. With uh, that he was with Ramirez, and I don't think he's gonna catch tanks so easily with those shots. He caught him with a sucker uppercut. Hey, he got careless, he got relaxed on the inside. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, and and what happened? He gets dropped with an uppercut. He also got caught with a beautiful counter left hand from the southpaw, Josh Taylor, as he was rushing in a little bit. He uh, Taylor beautifully beautifully counting him with the with the left hand counter uh catching him you know catching him getting careless I, I don't i don't know that he's gonna catch i don't know that he's gonna catch tank with those shots and if he can't and he can't keep him on the outside and and taylor gives you a chance to get inside anyway because he's a fighter he's gonna engage with you uh i think i i think I, my money's on tank and again you know I hope nobody's choking right now really uh, I, I hope nobody's doing a Heimlich right now uh, on any of my beautiful friends over there across the pond and, and if you have to listen this is how you gotta put your, your and I don't but you gotta put your fist underneath the diaphragm <laughs> get behind them get behind them put your fist underneath the diaphragm and then oh! oh <laughs> pull real quick real quick real short and uh, and get that crumpet out of the get it out of the passageway yeah get it out get it out um i love you guys over there i love you you know that (laughs) i do but i that's what i feel i say what i feel i back it up with what i think is stuff that makes sense uh and for me I just gave you the stuff that I think makes sense of why I could make a case, uh, why I could make a case for Davis, and that's another fight you're never going to see anyway. So you know, <laughs> I was going to say, and, you you're know, getting so them all hyped up. Yeah, so don't don't worry about it. But um, but I I I do feel that way, uh, you know. And if I felt. Something else, I would say something else too. Uh whatever it was, if it was for Taylor, I would say. And I think Taylor's a good solid fighter. A terrific. Terrific. Uh there's no doubt about that. But that's that's how I feel about that. And one other thing that I'll say that'll make some other people hate me too, because I might as well keep it even, you know. Uh get as many people out there to hate me as I can all in one <laughs> shot. Uh and and that's the judges out there and the scorers and the people that do some of these fights none of us are perfect none of us I get it and it's too sometimes it really is too subjective it's very subjective to sport um how you can score it and all that stuff but it's supposed to be a criterion of who lands the harder more consequential telling punches who lands the most effective punches not who throws more you know uh, who lands the most. and I just think to the point of where some people might have had, you know, where judges look at the way they look at things, and you try to understand how people, you try to understand how people are thinking when they do certain things and what they're looking at, how they're thinking, and I, I believe I know how sometimes judges are thinking to get bad decisions, where, like in the case of a barrios, where some guys would have barrios ahead. Uh, where maybe I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't, but where you're seeing, you're seeing the tall guy and you're seeing a picture that's been painted for you. That's been given to you since you're probably young, where a tall guy with a shorter guy should be on the outside, should be using his jab, should be controlling range, should be controlling distance. Uh, you see that. And, and you're comfortable with it because you've seen it. You've been told that's the way to do it. That's the way it's done. It's the, it's the conventional way. It's the conventional picture that you've been given. A tall, you know, just a tall, basic boxer. He's on the outside with a shorter boxer, an aggressive fighter, and he's using a jab, and soon as you see that, soon as that connects into your cerebral conscious, consciousness, you say, yeah, that's the way it is. That's the way it's supposed to be. So he must be winning. And you don't look further. You don't look to see what the shorter guy's doing to overcome that taller jab, that longer jab, that taller conventional, you know, statuesque boxer, you know, the where, where he he looks everything the way that a boxer's supposed to look, the way that you're taught and told a boxer should look. So you're not seeing that the other guy's slipping and shooting shots of the body or or stepping in with the guy as he goes back and making, closing the gap and, and doing things and making a miss. You just see that he's doing what you've been given a picture of since you were young in this sport, where he's he's being a boxer. He's being what he's supposed to be. He looks good. He's got the jab working. And automatically, you're kind of giving him rounds. It's It's almost like you don't realize. It's like, yep, he's doing that. Yep, he's winning the rounds. And you're missing sometimes. I think that these judges are missing sometimes, that there are other things that can be done to counter that advantage of being tall. And I think sometimes you do get kind of led by the nose, you know, where you've been told this, you've been taught this, you've heard this for years, and you kind of get, you kind of just get led into that, and you follow that, where, okay, and you start giving rounds just on that, unless something crazy happens, like the guy catches him like Tank did, and he drops the guy. So I I And I think sometimes the reverse happens where sometimes you'll get judges that if a guy's aggressive, again, oh, he's aggressive, he's got to be winning. No, he doesn't. Maybe he's missing. Maybe he's, the punches are being blocked. Maybe he's not being effective when he's aggressive. Maybe he's just coming in, but he's not being efficient, effective, and you're giving him rounds. So sometimes I think that these judges... They, they should be taught better they should be given more classes they really should but they're not they get these little things but it's not enough they they really need to be given training proper training follow-up training where they're brought into more than one seminar and where the these things are gone over like I go over on the podcast here that that they go over and they and that you make sure these guys are understand what we're talking about here. That you don't just give rounds because a guy's aggressive and you were brought up in a way where if a guy's aggressive, uh, he he has the edge. Or a guy's on the outside using a jab. So you were brought up in a way where if a guy's on the outside with a smaller guy jabbing, he must be winning. No, you got to look beyond that. So I think that that's part of the phenomena of bad decisions, of why we part of it sometimes it's corruption yeah i hate to say that but sometimes it is but when sometimes it's just you know being incompetent i think it falls onto the category of what i just talked and touched on
0: yeah that was excellent um i'll tell you we were talking about all these young guys and fights were clamoring to see well it's nice to see that one of these fights is actually being made i know you've been looking forward to this um De La Hoya Oscar De La Hoya is going to fight Vitor Belfort UFC uh, former UFC light heavyweight champ on September 11th on Triller Um, a fight everyone's been looking for Um, talk to me what are you looking forward to most in this fight Um, the day after we've got we've got two guys that uh the drug testing protocol should probably be much different for both of them we've got Vitor Belfort who's been widely uh, known or associated with PEDs and Oscar De La Hoyer who's been uh widely uh connected with uh recreational drugs to say the least um so it'll be interesting to see what kind of protocol they have in place for uh testing for this fight
1: oh uh, boy i don't know if there there is a protocol that can handle <laughs> those can are going to be expensive
0: tests to get a uh, test for all those substances I, I don't when think you do those tests you got to test for every substance
1: you just answered it though <laughs> there's gonna be no test because there'd be no fight if there was a test <laughs> so it's <laughs> uh, gonna you know that that remember that line from uh the first rocky you know uh Ain't going to be a rematch. Don't want one. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't going to be a rematch. Don't want one. You know, ain't going to be no testing. Don't want one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, don't want no testing. Don't want none. Okay, no problem. So, uh, listen, what can I say? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know. Why is D. La Jolla doing it? He, uh, is he doing, he's made so much money. I don't think it's for the money. I don't know. Nobody knows anyone else's home until they live in that home. So you don't know what's behind the doors if he needs money. I don't think he does. I think he needs attention. I said a long time ago. I'm not trying to knock him, but it's going to come out this way. What can I do? But he needs he needs a dog. Yeah. He needs a dog. He needs a puppy, you know, because sometimes really it's the greatest thing you can do for somebody that's sad and somebody that's having an emotional issue. Listen, I don't think, I think it's a, it's, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's a far stretch uh, that I'm saying things that, no, that anyone else can't figure out. You know, uh, you know what I mean? I mean I don't have to be Doctor Phil to <laughs> to to say that I've got some emotional stuff going on, you know. I mean, after the way he went on the broadcast of that that fight with a oh, whatever what a that car was. Crash. Uh, I mean, God Almighty. I, I mean, can't I don't believe think, no again. one
0: jumped in and was like, Oscar, stop! Yeah. You're too yeah, banged I mean, up. We can't. That's have where you, you need a camera. referee,
1: like the great, the great Mills Lane. Remember, oh, he was so yeah. great. <laughs> where well, he come in and no more, no more. Yeah, you know, like just put his arm around them. That's it. That's it, son. Son, it's over tonight, son. No, but I want to go on. No, it's 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 over, son. It's <laughs> You're too banged it's up. It's done. You're too banged up, son. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm looking out for you, son. You will understand someday. But again, uh oh, 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 oh. Uh, you, you just you hope that it's not for the money, but it's probably maybe for attention. That De La Hoya needs attention. That again. Uh, he, he needs something, you know. He 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 needs to he needs something to define him. He needs something to make him relevant. Uh, maybe he he went through some tough things, losing Canelo. Listen, he brought it on himself. It sounds like. Uh, so I'm not trying to I'm not trying in any way, you know, to to make excuses for him. But it was tough losing losing the biggest the biggest fighter against the biggest star. Uh, I think it's fair to say probably uh, the biggest star. Maybe you could say Fury is a huge star too, especially if he beats Wilder again. But um, uh, I, I think it's fair to say Canelo is probably the biggest star, or if not the biggest, right there in boxing. And he loses him. Uh, his promotional company loses him. So he's he's gone through the ringer. He's gone through the emotional ringer. And again, uh, doing the stuff that obviously it looks like he's doing doesn't help. <laughs> you know it doesn't help uh you know what whatever it is that he's ingesting into his body or whatever he's doing uh that he, i don't know what he was on that night, but whatever it was or a mix of whatever it was alcohol or, or maybe it was just alcohol. i don't know what it was i really because i i didn't do a test on him but um obviously he's he's hurting obviously he has been hurting obviously he's he's been in some ways screaming for help. I don't know if this is the help that he needs to get in the ring to make him relevant. Uh, again and to get attention again, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know that I would let this guy fight. I know that he's not fighting a fighter. He's fighting a a, a former MMA fighter uh, who who was a good, a very very good MMA fighter. Tremendous former uh, champion UFC. F- yeah, uh, UFC champ doesn't get much better than that. Terrific, uh Bell, Bell I mean, tremendous, tremendous. Uh, good puncher. Uh fast hands, you know, knows how to strike. You know, he's not of course he's not on the level of a fighter, a boxer, a, a former champion like De La Hoya. Uh he can't go into the rules that would give him a big edge, which is his domain, of going on the floor where he's a black belt in Jiu Jitsu and where of course he could destroy De La Hoya and he's physically bigger and stronger than De La Hoya, you know. Um He's not going to be able to do that. Uh, Will he be able to use his strength in a boxing ring with De La Hoya, who who's an accomplished fighter, accomplished champion, former champion, but he's old and he's put his De La Hoya has put his body through through you know some definitely through some trials, right? Uh, There's no doubt about that. So what are we going to get? What are we going to get? We're going to get a way past this prime, De La Hoya, who hasn't always probably lived the right life uh who's coming back uh but he still knows how to box in his sleep uh better than than a Belfort who's who I'm taking nothing away from I'm not criticizing him because I just said he was a great champion in his domain in his realm and part of that was striking but not to the level you know of of a top fighter so People gonna probably watch they're going to be interested. probably the best promotion for it is is when De la Jolla was blowing up on that broadcast when he when it was sad it was like watching a Jerry Springer show where these people it's sad to watch it's 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 uncomfortable to watch people sometimes you know when they go down those roads and uh and and they're suffering in that way and they don't even know what they're doing to themselves how embarrassing it is they don't realize it, it's it's tough and maybe that that might as bad as that is that might be what promotes this fight people want to see well, how will de La act will you implode uh will he will he be De La Hoya again you know the way he was as a fighter can he redeem himself you know or will he just be a mess you know because people people stop to watch messes. They stop to watch car accidents. Unfortunately, they hold traffic up to watch car accidents. Unfortunately, that's that's sometimes that's what happens with people. Uh, really, uh, we're funny. We're, we're funny us human beings. We're, we're strange. We're strange. We're good. We're great sometimes, and sometimes we're we're not as great. Sometimes we're kind of well, we can be a little a little bit weird and And not <laughs> not so great, so um, I listen, people are gonna watch it, I bet you, I bet you people will watch For it, For sure, uh, uh, you know, and two older guys that I just broke it down the best i can uh i'm I'm sure I'm sure people watch it uh, listen if Hoyer, I mean you just said it well that bell Belfort one thing about him is he's in shape, even if it's fortified by something if it's helped by some supplements, I don't know. Um but uh he, he's in shape. It seems like he takes care of himself from a physical standpoint. De La Hoya hasn't taken care of himself. Will he have enough time to take care of himself to get in shape? That's all part of the questions. That's all part that's gonna sell this thing, you know? If De La Hoya could get in shape, people are gonna say just like they did with the Mayweather fight with with uh you know, with one of the Paul brothers, that the size is gonna matter. But if a fighter is right and a fighter knows how to fight, the size don't matter. You can give up twenty pounds, thirty pounds. Do uh, obviously Mayweather, forty-four years old, hadn't fought for four years. He was a- he was able still. He was still able to handle a bigger guy because he made a mess, and it doesn't matter. You know, th- because you know how to fight. And the same thing could be at play here and that's why I'm saying this because I know that's going to be part of the questions out there what about the size Ted you know, uh, he, he's a bigger guy uh, Balforte won't that matter N- no it won't matter if De La Jolla can bring back some of some of the skills that he once had I doubt that he, he can be anywhere close and of course he's not going to be close to what he was but if he can show some of those skills then the size don't matter so much because you, you nullify that you as a as a as a competent boxer you nullify the, the size advantage by making a miss by knowing how to deal with size uh where size doesn't become relevant where where he's not able to use that strength in a way that it's an advantage so so that's it um it's gonna be a crazy time again uh People are going to watch it, I guess. You know, they, they should start doing like the football games and having tailgates for these things. They should. Uh, really that that would fit right in and i bet you somebody just heard me saying they're gonna do it they're gonna charge (laughs) an extra hundred bucks to come to a tailgate before and and you know get blitzed right you know (laughs) get all blitzed up and and then and then watch you know whatever it is that takes place in front of you (laughs) you know it's not a football game but it'll be something
0: Belfort can weigh 190. De La Hoya can weigh 175. And from looking at uh, what De La Hoyas has looked like in the past, the one thing that he should be doing, if he isn't, is eating Magic Spoon cereal. There Instead of some is. of the snack foods he's been snacking on, which might not be the healthiest, zero grams of sugar. It's keto-friendly, dairy-free. This stuff is the best magic spoon. If you haven't tried it, you're missing out. It's my go-to snack nowadays. The kids love good. it, Teddy. I know you've been loving it. You well, my grandson loves it. it.
1: That's all you need to know. Yep. My grandson is finicky, like a lot of three and a half year olds are, and and we can't get him to eat anything but chicken nuggets and uh and French fries sometimes and <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich and you know sometimes they have carrots and oh, they, I, I'm blessed. I have the greatest grandchildren in the world. I'm yep. so blessed. And, and the greatest children that are raising them. But he can be finicky, my my buddy Joseph. And uh, he eats this. He eats it. He he likes it.
0: So yeah, that's all you have need been, to know. You my know? kids have been burning through it as well. And uh, for our listeners, if you use the promo code ATLAS, go to magicspoon.com slash ATLAS, you can get $5 off your first order of their variety pack. It's fantastic please if you want to support the show give this stuff a try use the promo code it goes a long way for us and um with that teddy i hope you have a great fourth of july weekend wait a minute wait a minute there, there's no other
1: carnival acts to talk about this there's, there's no, <laughs> no like uh, there's no, i'm like, trying to space headed, them out the, what about the three-headed lady i mean there's uh, like the uh, what about the, the the snake man
0: yeah you got something for me come on you gotta have something else I think the bearded lady from the Atlantic City Boardwalk is supposed to fight later in the uh, summer, but we'll get into that at a later date. (laughs) There it is, Ken. There it is. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) With that, guys, thank you, everyone, for being with us. We've got some really good stuff coming up. There are some huge fights. We've got some awesome MMA interviews. Israel out of Sanya, Leon Edwards. The list goes on and on. If you have guys you want us to talk to, hey, we love the MMA, guys. We love all the boxers, too. Um, So... Keep the requests coming, and uh, with that, Teddy, thanks for doing this. Have a great weekend, next weekend for Fourth of July. And, Everybody, uh, be
1: safe. Everyone, be safe. Have sure. a, as, Ken, as Ken said, have a great Fourth of July, all of yous, and and be safe.
0: That's it. We'll be back with you guys shortly. Have a great Have a great rest of the week.